is her strawberry brownie It's hard to look right at your baby But here's my number Call me maybe And all the other gals Trying to chase me But here's my number outdoor comedy party everyone turns to see this beautiful lady who's walking around with me then she
are live. JW Mega Wake Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special comedic treat. A special uh, surprise calling guest at 420. Um, gosh, we've got so many freaking cool artists coming through here. It's really awesome. Um, Candyman is going to be featured on Tiki Desk this week, so stay tuned for that. Um, a local band here called Harlow's Monkeys. I'm a friend of them. I, uh, definitely being on the scene here. Um, we're just, uh, featured in a uh, Little Star press release uh, this morning. So we got an exciting hour ahead of us. And go ahead, yeah. Fresh Terror Machine. Sounds like a fun name for a song. got some outdoor comedy at 7 o'clock tonight. Come out and uh, check it out on the 21st of Florida. We got our social distancing on with comedy. And um, yeah, here's a Harlow's Monkeys. And this is a song fresh off the press. It's called Fresh Terror Machine. Now beneath your knees 
That's as fresh as it gets here on Muni Radio. Just this morning, uh, Harlow's Monkeys, you can find them there everywhere you could find music. Um, they're a local band. They're big in the, the scene. Times have changed. I like the message. Very fun. Um, we had an artist on the show a couple months ago um, that just did a mural in North Beach. Pretty cool. Very awesome. We got some of the, her artwork up in here, Katie, uh, Katie Harper. So that's available. Um, gosh, it's fun. Yeah, got those tarot cards and stuff. Gosh. Yeah, life is fun. So uh, the next band we got it um, called Juice Bumps. Uh, this is one of their songs that they put out last year. It's called Stony Baloney.
That is your local spank rock band, um, Juice Bumps. And uh, there's actually this other local band. They're doing slam rock here. And um, this song is more recent. This song is called Elbow Bump. Um, and we have about five more minutes before we get our comedic guests. So I'm thinking we could fit another song, a couple songs in here. Uh, so this one is called Elbow Bump. Elbow The funny bones. Keep the germs you have your own. My, how your hygiene sure has grown. Even better when you're stoned. to shake hands. They'd exchange more than shakes, but excretions from their glands. Absorbent as a porous sponge plunged into sludge. Prevent harm spread with bent arm ends. Our very own Guinevere Q from uh, the Wyatt Act. We have enough time for one more song, and we're gonna have a comedic guest uh, that's gonna be calling in. Um, this is a Lucy's. This song called "Honey." It's rocking. They got the look that'll make you sell your soul.
It's been a while. It has been. Gosh. Jazzy sweet beats going on. Yeah, gosh, I have a th- Dave Brubeck. I don't know. I remember. <laughs> I don't know the connection with. Um, yeah. Well, welcome. I know you've been to Beauty Radio before. Everyone th- uh, that's listening in, this is Jennifer Drownski. Gosh. Hello. Hello. Yeah. I'm on. I'm on right now. You're on live. Wow. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah, so um, I know that so much has happened, gosh, in this past year. I remember when you did that set at Kombucha Fest. Yeah. Do you remember that? that yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, you tried to murder me by having me climb a scary ladder and stand up on top of a, a dark, like, I don't know, roof? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was um, that was quite an experience. But I remember your I, set. I was in tears laughing the whole time. Uh, I, I really I really enjoyed that set. That was one of my favorite sets I've ever done in the sense that I I did a lot more riffing than I've ever really done before. Um, normally <laughs> I come on and I tell jokes, the jokes I've written. But I think climbing the ladder and then standing up in the dark on a roof (laughs) and then thusly changing my mind and thinking I wanted to hop down all put me into a weird mindset that allowed for uh, some true, some good jokes. I really nailed the crowd that (laughs) night. 
That was killer. I wish we would have live streamed that. I'm like live streaming everything now at this point. Yeah, know? I mean, I think you have to. I'm like, I don't know how anyone is doing anything in person really anymore. Yeah. I I have not done comedy in in the real sense like in oh forever. <laughs> like, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, like, if there's nowhere to go, I mean, we, um, we're doing an outdoor comedy here, which has been really fun, um, outside the station. Um, we've been getting a lot of foot traffic. So oh, I mean, nice. eventually, you know, recently, I mean, gosh, 99% of our neighbors are all gung ho about it, but you know, there's always one person that was like, you know, so we had to make it super NPR and, you know, PG, PG, wow. <laughs> you know, after a while, but, uh, so I'm not invited. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what is that? I I was surprised because I've seen some folks that have done some pretty raunchy <laughs> sets that have been able to like adapt, which I was really impressed. I'm just like, oh my gosh, how is this person not going to drop an f bomb right now? Yeah. Right. I think the f bombs are not that the not the problem. It's generally the content of your comedy <laughs> that usually stirs people up. Um, I mean. Like, yeah, it's just like content of your comedy. I one time I did a comedy show in an old folks' home, and that was weird. <laughs> I can't imagine what that would be like. That sounds pretty. I, that sounds pretty funny. You know, I mean, the awkward pause. You know, after you, you know, you tell a joke and it's just like whoa, and it takes a second to hit. I just could see that. That's funny. They we adapted well. They liked us. <laughs> We we did a pretty decent job of, at adapting. Um, I I made a lot of jokes about like you know uh, fucking and getting STDs because you know how old people be doing that. <laughs> you get some you like, get some laughs out of that, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I feel like the elderly people they have a good sense of humor. I mean, at least the ones I'm running into. I don't know. Well, I, would, I should hope so. I, I feel like I'm an old person in a young person's body, or relatively young. <laughs> My body's catching up with me. But <laughs> Isn't old people, Yeah, I mean, most old people are great, except for, like, the really racist and really religious ones. Other than that. Those racist transophobes. Old people so, are just young time travelers, you know? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The uh, There's one joke I remember... The first time I heard, I mean, you uh, tell this joke, I could relate to it so much. It was the texting joke. Oh, yeah. That was, that was just, that nailed it. That's my life. It, it definitely happened to me. Um, <laughs> where, uh, you know, like, the joke is, uh, you know, that I have dyslexia and that, um, <laughs> you know, that like it can make sexting hard because there's a big difference between, uh, I, f <laughs> I love fucking you and I fucking love you. <laughs> uh, you know, one will make a person come and the other will make them go. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> freaking hilarious. That's yeah. so funny. Um, it's, it's really like it's also kind of funny because that, that, since that first time that happened to me, where I accidentally said, "I fucking love you." Um, it's a true story, then. 
yeah. <laughs> it totally weirded the person out, and it did work. It, it uh, they they did not want to talk to me, <laughs> and I was like, okay. But I also kind of like was like, you know, that's also kind of a a good way of getting other people to like ditch you. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you know, instead of, like, ghosting people or, like, or just, like, doing the fade away, I, I was like, I'll just throw a I love you in there. So, you know, if you get one of those too early from me, probably not a good thing. I'm it's probably... You want to get, get ghosted. Or not ghosted. That wouldn't be totally ghosted. You just want to be just... Yeah, that's smart. I, that's great. That's a good... I've. It's just, like, it's a little bit of a relationship warfare, I realize, but... It's a good way of being like, I don't see this going anywhere, so I'm going to tell you I love you way too soon, and then things will inevitably unravel from there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just can't imagine if, what if it was the opposite thing? What if the person you said that you, you fucking love them, if they were like, oh yeah, and they were super into it, would you, would you be like, would you back off? or? Um, because it depends I mean, on the situation and the person. It depends on the situation. Like, if they're crazier than me, then I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't fight fire with fire. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to out-crazy a crazy person. Um, uh, no, I, I don't think, well, first of all, that just doesn't really happen. <laughs> but if they were like that, I'd probably be like, okay, well, you seem really into me, so I guess I'll keep you around. <laughs> It's so Which is probably a horrible. I mean, I've never. I don't do this. Like, obviously, I'm an adult woman. But if if I were maybe in you know in high school or 20, I was, I could imagine being like, well, looks like I caught a sucker. <laughs> oh, sucker! That's fucking. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh! I know uh, uh, everyone listening in. I know dating right now in this quarantine is. Oh fuck! I know. It's ridiculous. It's, it's impossible. And also, people are like. Guys are just such idiots that, like, uh, they're always like, hey, let me come over. And I'm like, you're, you're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what do you, like, I just can't believe how many people are just like, I don't care. Yeah, it sounds like, pretty forward. It's, um... Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, it's forward in general, but it's like also really forward to be like, okay, you think I'm like willing to catch the plague for you? Like, are you fucking... What do you, you really think you're that hot? I doubt it. Oh, man. I don't know. I think kind of going back on what you were saying about saying I love you too soon. What if what if it was something like a back massage? What if somebody offered you a back massage? Would that totally just scare you away? No, I like I like things like I like <laughs> being treated well. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's cool. But I mean, through text, what's funny because we're talking about it now like on the air, on the air but like if you're texting somebody you want a back massage maybe you know somebody could interpret it differently but I'd be all gung ho about that if the, there was a you know somebody I was potentially interested in and I'd say hey you want a back massage I'd be going crazy not crazy well but see, I'd be like, and that's, yeah, that's the thing cool. I mean as a, as a man that sounds great like if someone said I w you want to get a I'm going to give you a back massage you're like fuck best I get a back worst I get a back massage like that's amazing, but Who like for like me, a back massage? I know I'm like, if someone offered me a back massage, I'm like, I've got 20 other follow up questions for you, buddy, because like, because like, if you're here just to give me a back massage and not try to fuck me, I don't know what your deal is. That's also somehow creepy to me. <laughs> like, I I don't. Where's your motive at, buddy? Like, I need to know. Like, 
and also like if your motive is like hey uh you're out of my league or whatever i whatever this idea is like i'm gonna try to butter you up with like nice things i'm like i'm down for that <laughs> I'd be, I don't know. I mean, it depends on who. Yeah, but it's just that's like, so I could sweet. Just tell, I can just tell you now that any time I've ever been offered a back massage, it it promptly turns into a front massage. <laughs> under under two minutes max. Like, I swear to God, every time I've ever been offered a back massage by a man, it 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 creeps around to the front to a little a literal front <laughs> massage where I'm like, what the. And I'm like, dude, I really do want a back massage. Like, <laughs> I think most everyone, I don't know. I mean, Pam, do you want a back I mean, I think most people, who doesn't want a back massage? I'm Seriously. I mean, I I, I know. know some people, but, you know, whatever. Like, it doesn't necessarily need to be. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, my gosh. I don't know. Maybe that's, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I remember, gosh, I can't believe it's been almost exactly a year since Kombucha Fest. Was it August 31st? Right. It's coming up on a year. I, um, yeah, I was just thinking that, actually. And I was thinking, <clears throat> like, how oh, how much I missed it. Now I'm like, I would love to go back and do that again. And it's been half a year of me not performing live, basically. I mean, uh I, I was scared of the coronavirus before any of the lockdowns happened, like back in December when uh, people were in, like, I knew, like, back when it was happening in China, I was like, hey, I know people who were, like, flying from, like, Hong Kong to Japan. I know people who flew from America to Japan and back, like, around that same time, and I was very, like, nervous that, I was like, why isn't anyone, like, doing anything or caring about this so i was pretty afraid of the pandemic before it even got before we even had to start wearing masks because i'm a hypochondria like that hypochondriac hypo hypochondriac hippo 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 i um i had a family member actually in maine um and my you know other family member visiting them in Maine when this whole lockdown had happened. So it was so, it was so bizarre. I can imagine if you weren't home and if you were out traveling and you were somewhere and this lockdown happened, it, I just don't yeah. imagine. Do you remember that people were, uh, so the lockdown came about March, like let's say first March like beginning of March. Oh yeah. yeah. That, that's when it was or announced. March 8th. Was, yeah. Yeah. March 8 or 13 or something, depending on whatever. But, um, I, before that, before that, again, like I said, since like January, people knew about it. And so like, there was like, um, this time when, when flights were super cheap and everyone was thinking about going on vacation. And I was like, you're going to go like, there is a pandemic. It is happening just because we're not doing anything about it yet. Does not mean like that we won't. And I had some friends that were like, oh, tickets to Hawaii are only like $200 round trip. And I was like, yeah, if you can get a trip back, like, <laughs> are you, like, you, you're going to, you're poor, so you want to take a poor vacation to a place that you can't afford if you get stuck there. That doesn't make any sense. Man, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the whole island fever thing, too. I mean, you're just oh, stuck yeah. there. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I... 
I'm sure that w- wouldn't happen to most like mainland pe- uh, Americans and for a while. Like you know, I could see getting along there for six months before I lose it. Like the pandemic was worse. <laughs> like I've literally been at home. Feels like, and now I feel like I'm trapped inside my house because of the smoke. There's so many compounding how's it, things. How's it smoke? How's the smokiness out there? You know, it it's definitely smells like somebody's got a Traeger fired up, little fire pellet, uh, firewood pellet smoker outside. That was the first time. I mean, I don't know. If, I mean, it it just smells like somebody's having a big barbecue outside. I mean, it's pretty bad. Right. I, mean, I was down in Sunnyvale. I was um actually went to the dentist. Um, oh, nice. Look at you, huh? Yeah. Can you believe that? I know I had to reschedule a couple times. Was it, uh, <laughs> my favorite dentist is the name of the firm. Um, and I went down there, and it was it was way it was clear down there. It was actually the skies were blue, but then you saw that there was this big fire coming up in Melpitas that was maybe about you know eleven oh, miles like, away from where I was at, and it was just like this looked like this explosion. It was wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty um, it's pretty wild. Do you have any roommates or? Yeah, I do. Thank I goodness. Have, I do. I have a roommate, and I have a cat. Two cats. That's good. Yes. Yeah. So I, I've been uh, I've been doing the solo quarantining now since. Oh yeah, how's that going? I actually went to go adopt a cat the first <laughs> week, couple weeks that, you know, the lockdown had happened, but SPCA yep. was closed, and I think they are for adoption, and um, I think they're still closed. Um, so that leads me to adopting from a breeder. Oh. Um, which that point i don't know i might consider getting a puppy i mean just go like just start putting cat food out on the streets man and <laughs> what cats will come oh, and then man. just take the dirtiest one and clean it uh, <laughs> yeah i think so yeah Look, i just um free cats i don't i can't tell like i can't believe you'd pay for an animal that you're not eating <laughs> Possessions. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, I, just I, I should just like go and recruit one. I should just go and. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, a smaller dog. You know. Get a raccoon. Who cares? Oh my gosh, that's so funny that you said raccoon. I was at a, I was up in Guerneville a couple weekends ago, and I watched my friend. Oh, you're just everywhere, aren't you? Uh, you know, I basically got to the point where I was like, "Holy shit!" I've been sitting around in my my place, and I've been been doing a lot of creative stuff, and it's been fun, and you know, it hasn't been totally a waste of time it's been great but i got to a certain point where it's like i need to get out so i went with some friends to guerneville and uh i watched my friend get chased by the cutest little raccoon (laughs) it was just i mean it was it just gotten out of a fight or something and it started chasing my friend and i was i don't know i mean like if i was being chased maybe it would have been different but where i was i was in a tent and so I was safe from whatever was outside, and I just saw this cute little raccoon just chasing my friend. I thought it was so hilarious. I just couldn't. I, mean, I should get a raccoon. Rabies? I should. Yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah, get a raccoon. They're great. I see them online all the time. A pet raccoon. Uh, I mean, I feel like at that pets. point, I mean, I, I know that's a pretty rare. Um, I've heard of ferrets. I, I heard that's a little bit more common. But, um, yeah, they're illegal though in some a lot of states or something. Yeah, I could see There's that. Like, I, th- 
if I got a raccoon like right from the right when it was a little baby and just raised it, then maybe uh, yeah, I, I think that that's like I don't know. I think I've heard they make like good pets, um, and awful and also awful pets. I don't know. I I I would totally get a raccoon if I I don't know had a farm or something. <laughs> yeah, you know that was was strange and funny about it. So. I, I was actually raised on a ranch, a cattle ranch, which oh, is kind of like it's, where, it's in Castro Valley. Hmm. And uh, we had a lot of raccoons there, but we never got the raccoons would come up to you and you'd feed them. And there were the cats actually. You know, we had a lot of outdoor cats, and they um, they seemed to get along pretty well. I was this one that in Guerneville that was chasing my friend. I'd never seen that before in my life. Usually they're pretty nice. Um, yeah, yeah. My cats got along with raccoons. Yeah. Like I would go into the garage and I would see my cat like snuggled with a raccoon, and then I'd be like, "What the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on in here, Brady? Who's this?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> and the raccoon would just like, like get up and run out. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's um, it's so cute the way that they they run. Um. <laughs> And so the, what was funny, you know, when I had seen this thing chasing my friend, I thought it was a skunk at first. And then it was like, oh, no, it's not. Whatever. Um, and, you know, and that would so be cute too. raccoons are nocturnal um, and other animals, rodents are nocturnal. So if they're out at night, that's normal. If you run into a rodent in the daytime, like a skunk or a raccoon, then you're, you could be in trouble. Because since they're nocturnal, if they're out in the daytime, then they might potentially have like rabies, rabies or something mm -hmm. definitely well i um my cat uh brought in a possum <laughs> um not super long ago last year and brought in this baby possum which she had chomped a little so i had to nurse it back to health and um before i could release it <laughs> and uh it was pretty weird to like i never had a possum before in my house <laughs> Um, I've rescued plenty of baby birds and other animals, but I, it was funny to have a possum because, like, they have such a bad, like, uh, image. But after doing a bunch of research, I found out that they – it's almost impossible for them to get rabies. Um, and they also eat ticks and keep the, like, like the tick population down. So, like – uh, they're really important to North America to keep us from getting Lyme disease. And then also there's only like one snake in the world or something that can um, bite it like with its venom and actually kill it. So uh, I was like, I was like, possums are my new fucking favorite, like rodent animal, like nocturnal nighttime friends. I, and they also, they don't bite. Like, they almost, they will, prove, like, you don't have to be afraid. They just open their mouth because they're scared. So they don't ever really bite you. Um, so I learned a lot about possums. <laughs> and then it also, I uh, lost a possum for a minute in my room. <laughs> it took me a couple of days to find it. <laughs> oh, geez. Was it, okay, so was the possum, was it like a baby possum? It was a baby possum. Aww. And it, like, it had gotten out of its, like, little cage that I had for it, and, and then I was, like, and I had to wait, like, up at night to try to hear it, like, because I put food out for it, so I had to wait, like, like, with a trap at, like, 2 a.m. to try to catch this possum. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually released it in Guerneville, 
So it's up in the woods now. I hope that possum is going strong. I remember. Oh, I'm sure it is. It, it got it, like they grow pretty quickly, so it it went from being like the size of my palm to like needing like you know two hands to hold it, kind of like size within a month or something. Yeah, I um so. You know, at one point I was in San Luis Obispo. I was going to school down there, and I was at a friend's place. And it must have been the first possum that I've ever seen. And I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but I thought it. The deal was, is I thought it was a, a raccoon, and then I thought maybe it was a rat, but it was neither. So it freaked me out. It was the first time that I'd seen one, and so. This, uh, my, my friend there, I guess they had a, a tree or something in the back that this possum had built this nest. And for some, whatever reason, yeah, since I didn't know what it was, I was kind of like, what the, f- what the fuck is this? Like, I didn't know because I'd never seen a possum before. I was like, <laughs> I was a little. How old? You were like in college? Yeah, I know. Well, I didn't, I didn't, we had a bunch of raccoons and we had, a you know, squirrels and. <laughs> And, and deers and bobcats and coyotes, but I'd never seen a possum before, which, yeah, it seems kind of strange. They just didn't, they didn't live out in the, on the, the, in the country, I guess, because the coyotes or the raccoons or whatever would probably eat them like your cat, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean. And so that's what yeah, it was, I, is I was kind of weirded out the first time I saw a possum. Um, but that was just that a makes sense. first impression. That was just, if I knew what it was, then I would have been cool. But, I, yeah. I mean, I guess a, like a raccoon rat is a really good descriptor for what a possum is. Yeah, I think so. Right. And I've seen little po- possums. I feel like anything, at, when it's a little baby, it's just so cute, you know? They are really cute. <laughs> they're really sweet, and they're really docile, and they're not afraid of you when they're tiny, tiny babies. But then when they get older, they start, like doing the thing where they they open their mouth and play dead interval and so possums can actually go into when they play dead it's um they actually get paralyzed sometimes like so they like it's a it's a natural reaction where their mouth just goes open they drool a bunch and they emit a terrible odor to make it seem like they're dead and they literally can't move like you can pick them up in that state because they're like, they're kind of like paralyzed. Um, it seems like a rare so learned, quality to have in an animal. Yeah, it's really weird. And like, it was kind of hard because like I was trying to bathe it once and I was like, oh, don't drown. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I thought possums like water. I don't know. It was, it, yeah, I, there, I mean, it, it's a kind of a weird thing to have like, that possums do like I know that fainting goats do that um, for a purpose, but I'm like, like possums like their inability to actually move. I'm like, I wonder what kind of natural benefit that is for them. I feel like this is a boring topic, and we should move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, animals and that <laughs> whole thing. But um, yeah, I, yeah, the uh, so the. I felt like, you know, when I when I got back, I, I wanted to go to the beach, you know, to light up a fire because I'd been lighting up a campfire, you know, every night for a while. But now with this whole fire that's going on now, it seems kind of like 
doesn't seem right to do it. You know, I, I kind of want I want to oh, have a fire, but then I'm like, God, you know what? The whole, the whole state the is whole on, fire. on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what am yeah, I going to do? Need I need to light something on fire. You know? I don't... Wow, pyro. Yeah, I know. I kind of feel that way, but I just, uh, I know that, you know, I went out to the beach and it was before this whole fire thing got too crazy. And, um, I mean, have you been out to the ocean beach for a bonfire? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. fun. I was, uh, I, uh, I met some friends, had some, sent some friends, met some friends out there. And I was thinking, it'd be kind of fun to do a show out there. Oh, yeah. There's so many, it's, I don't know. I mean, there's not all these hard venues to bring are the still equipment closed. in the sand. Was that? It's hard to have the equipment in the sand. Yeah, I think that um, might not be the best for the thing. I, I, You know what I like about comedy? Well, I like a lot of things yeah. about comedy, but I like that you could just be you in a microphone. That's all you need. Yeah. Totally... Uh, I've done a lot of comedy shows in a lot of places. Um, I've, I've done a comedy show. Like, I would say, I would say, like, uh, every bar, venue, laundromat, bus in San Francisco. Are you like, talking about brainwash? I, I did the brainwash yes. for a long time. Um, but I also, like, there's so many other places that I've done comedy that are, like, really odd, you know? Um, comedy really flourishes in really great, um, awkward spaces. Uh, one of my favorite shows was, uh, yeah, we, we did a, a bus show where um, everyone waited at a different stop. And when the bus got to you, you came on, and then the host introduced you to the bus. <laughs> and then you did your, like, you know, you did your five minutes until the next person got to the next, like, specific stop, and that person got on and did their set. It was definitely one of the funnest things I've done in SF. Um, but I, I did want to say the first time I went out to Ocean Beach to have a bonfire, um, <clears throat> I, I moved, I had moved out to, I lived on Treasure Island, um, and I was in college, and uh, so I was not 21 yet, um, but my roommates were. So and one of my roommates who didn't drink, but she bought me alcohol. We drove my car out to Ocean Beach, and we we like get down on the beach. We have this bonfire going. It's a bunch of like students, and we're all out there drinking. Um, and then the cops show up. <laughs> um, hashtag white privilege. Um, the cops show up, and they're like, "Hey, you got to put out this bonfire. It's not in the specific location it needs to be in." And you you guys need to pour out your drinks because you're not allowed to drink on the on the beach or whatever. And I was already kind of drunk, <laughs> and I had I had a bottle like a fifth of something in my hand, and I th- I guess it, I was probably like 19, <laughs> and so I just downed the rest of the bottle and handed it to the cop, <laughs> and was like, "There you go, it's empty." <laughs> and then he was like, "Have a good night," and walked away. <laughs> That's badass. I was like, and that is pretty much the last thing I remember from that night. <laughs> but apparently, well, my I refused to go home with my roommate in my car, and uh, I went with some of the of my uh, you know the kids from school to like a different lo- like a house. Um, but apparently, I wouldn't. I made. I was like, take the car, whatever. I'll be fine. Um, and uh like not remembering that I literally 
had only planned to go out for like two hours and drive back and I didn't bring a wallet or anything or a like a phone <laughs> I didn't have anything on me so I woke up on a mattress like a twin mattress in this like kitchen <laughs> and I'm like and I was wearing a um I was wearing a juicy couture tracksuit because I thought it was hilarious <laughs> I I show like I bought it at Ross and I thought it was hilarious and I was like check it out you guys look at this dumb thing I'm wearing um and then in the daytime I had no money and no phone, and I was wearing a juicy couture tracksuit all the way out by Ocean Beach. <laughs> and I was like, "How do I get home?" So I, I asked people for like bus money, and everyone would not give me bus money. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. That but feels I, like a I just dude, like, where's with, my car? Or something. It was terrible. Wake up in a tracksuit. It was like, with juicy written across the ass. Because again, at night it's funny, <laughs> but in daytime it's not funny to me. I don't want. I, I, this is not who I am. I don't. I don't wear pants in general. Like <laughs> that's not my style. But it was like warm and perfect for the beach at night. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It was terrible. I. I finally. Uh, luckily, I was right on the five. So uh, the bus line, which takes you to the Transway Terminal. Um. So it takes you all the way to the Transfer Terminal, one shot. So I went on the bus and I said, hey, I don't have my wallet. Like, I don't have my phone. I don't have anything. Just the bus driver. And I pleaded with him and he gave me a transfer. <laughs> Hashtag white privilege, I guess, again. <laughs> what a nice guy. Yeah. And and then when I got to the, bu- the Transfer Terminal, my bus driver, who uh, always knew me, he let me. He was like, hey, girl, you look bad. What's up? <laughs> Gosh, that's so great. Like, Nothing. I gotta go take a shower and get ready for some finals. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yes. So that was the first time I ever like had a bonfire out in the city, and it was also yeah, definitely uh, one of like I didn't really drink much before twenty one, and that that was that took that took me back. It was like I can never drink peppermint schnapps again. Oh. To this day. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I. My thing was tequila. I had a, a this um, had a bad experience with tequila, but maybe five years ago I was about to. Uh, I got back on that train. Oh, uh, see, tequila though, it's funny because like, it is. It's got. It's just so. It has such a visceral smell when you when you're. You know, like when you if you're throwing up tequila, that's a bad time. It's like burning. It's fire. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's. Like it's one of my favorite drinks to have like early in the night because it's uh you know it's kind of a, it it peps you up it it's also a stimulant um but generally speaking I don't do tequila all night I I I, I would just throw up thinking about that yeah so I was with a, a friend um was getting you know getting married or whatever this is a while ago oh you we sound went, bitter about that I I don't know I mean yeah I think getting married is great. Right? I don't you're know. Like, you're getting married. Not anyways. getting any younger. You're trying to get married? Um, I think eventually, maybe with the right person. But what was funny I think about, that's like generally how that works. But yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it'll happen naturally. Just yeah. Like, yeah. So I mean, are you, are you trying to say that you want to marry me? Is oh, that, that's hilarious. Is, that, is this your awkward way of like um, <laughs> trying to like, you know, test the waters, you're like, you're like, I know, I'll invite her on this 
show. I'll talk about sexting and dyslexia. So what was hilarious, what's funny about it, so I was saying, so my friend okay. was getting, no, it's fine, no, so this goes with the whole tequila thing, I promise, there's yes, a point behind yes. it. Yes, okay. I think everyone out there wants this to get married, right? This be good. Everyone wants to get married out there, I think, maybe not. A lot. I know but, um, gay people were surely upset that they couldn't for a while. Yeah, so I'm sitting next to this guy, and, and so I was sitting next to a friend who just got engaged, <laughs> And there's this guy who's sitting next to him, and it's on this bar. I don't know if you, it's been a million different things on the corner of Taylor and Geary, kind of on the borderline of you know the TL and. Oh, and I know which one that is. Yep. Gosh, it's, it's a different name every time I walk by, but um. So I was there with a friend, and we we're having a good time, and the guy that was sitting next to us, you know, overheard that he had gotten engaged, and so he started buying us all these drinks. So it was like a nice. beer, and it was like this whiskey, and then it was some, some schnapps, you know, schnapps, or, you know, some scotch, and then some more beer, and some wine, and some champagne, nice. and then the tequila was the last thing. And I'd never, ever in my life been so wrecked the next day. But we didn't pay for any of it. This guy bought, took the whole tab. It was like, it was like $200 the, worth of drinks. Why, this guy was really just wanted to have buy some friends for the night and that's awesome i'm always down <laughs> i think that that that's what it kind of seemed like oh no it definitely is i've been to a lot of bars i've taken a lot of free drinks and i've re rejected free drinks and uh i like i like the people who just want to buy your friendship for the the evening for like the two hours you're in a bar like these guys are great yeah i mean the, by the time that we left there and so you know my friend and i were there and you know we could drink and we could do it. We could hang. But this guy was starting to fall over the place. And oh, I felt super no. bad because I didn't want to like, I felt super bad because I didn't want to run away on him. But he was yeah, too drunk yeah. to to be around. And I don't know. It was back when pot was illegal too. So <laughs> I remember those days. Gosh. Yeah. I don't know. There was something that was lifted off my shoulders that I think was it. January of 2018, when they legalized it, I'm like, oh, all those times I felt guilty for having a bag of weed, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I never did, but I grew up in, like, I, I grew up in Ventura. Oh, nice. Um, 805. Yeah, 805, baby, it's all I drink. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I go to my hometown, I only drink 805 beer when I'm at the bar, and I make a big show of it, because it's super stupid. But I don't know why. I, you know, life is a joke to me, and I mostly am just having inside jokes with myself. <laughs> I think a lot of people are. I can relate to that, you know. Like just making a joke, like just like committing hard to something that's like absolutely stupid. Yeah. That's uh, pretty much all I do. But yeah, I'm from Ventura, but I moved up to San Francisco um, in like tw 2004. Oh wow! So I lived, yeah, I lived there for ten years, so I know every I know every shitty bar in that town. <laughs> <laughs> I I do like I I moved out to Oakland, uh, you know, so I could be an adult, you know, settle down. Yeah, um, I, I heard that in, in Oakland they don't call it an open container; they call it an Oakland container. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can bring I'm, anything you want. It's like Vegas, except with more murders. 
spoken like a, someone who's uh, truly only lived in San Francisco. You know what? So I um so where I lived. So actually, before I moved to the city, I got a place on Claremont Avenue, and it was technically in Oakland, but I lived on kind of Rockridge. Yeah, that's not Oakland. I yeah, yeah, I don't. I didn't really consider it. I mean, it was. It basically, it felt more like Berkeley than Berkeley. It was cleaner than Berkeley. Yeah, because I, it's it's a uh, it's like it's kind of like the what would I like the Walnut Creek of Oakland. Yeah, um, I think that's whereas a good like way Piedmont is on its own. Piedmont is its own fucking deal. But I actually worked in Rockridge um, up until the pandemic. Really? So what were you doing there? Uh, cheesemongering. Oh, no way. In that little that grocery store there. Yep. I love that place. That's great. I lived right next to Kingfish Pub. Yeah. The original location on Claremont. They moved it across the street. But I used to walk up to that, that Rock Ridge and that that cute little, you know, store. market hall. I don't even know what to call yep, it. Yeah, it's market hall. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yep, it's called market hall. Yeah, that's so fun. I mean, I... It was. I loved working with cheese before the pandemic happened. Um, Some fun. I just dude. wasn't willing to like stay. Um, to like, basically get like they weren't going to do anything for this employee. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to leave. You know, come back, work with cheese again when I'm ready. When this is all over. Yeah. It's not like I mean. Because I was, I, I don't know, I always wanted to, like, learn about cheese and be a cheesemonger. So, it was more, it wasn't a job for me as much as it was kind of more like an internship. Because yeah. there's so much that you learn. Like, I've, it, it's really, like, it's fascinating how much there is to learn about cheese. <laughs> I know, I can imagine. I mean, like, to make it, too, you know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, that's not even a process I touched, uh, but, you know, more like, um, the the history of it is like there's so much shit that like that people don't that I never knew that most people don't know about cheese like like um basically most cheeses are like um champagne in the sense that they cannot be called by their name unless they follow strict rules like champagne can only be called champagne if it's made in, in champagne Paris. France with grape, grapes that have to be grown in champagne France so. Um, you can't just bring grapes and make it in France and call it champagne. You can um, call it California champagne, though, huh? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You could do, I mean, you could, in America, we don't care about those kinds of rules. Um, but in uh, in Europe and the other countries, like, cheese rules are, like, are just like that. So you can't call something Gouda if it's not from specific type of cow. Like, it's like, th- you can't call it this unless it's, like, these type of cows in this place of location or like these type of goats in this location. Goats. So it was, it boggled my mind to find out that kind of shit. And that sounds pretty awesome. Pretty interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. And so most Americans don't know because what we do in America is we go like, this is Swiss cheese. And we just like, we just like make a knockoff of whatever that is and just decide to call it that. Oh, yeah, like, I we're like, this that. is Gucci, you know, <laughs> like, here you go. And so it's like, Gouda. Okay. Um, but when people come in and ask for certain things, like people will be like, I'm here for like this kind of cheese. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's exactly what you think you want, because by definition, it's almost a whole different cheese, what we carry and import. Like, 
your idea of Gorgonzola is not going to be what Gorgonzola DOP is. Wow. And then there's the other people who come in and they're like, when I was in Italy, I went to this place. <laughs> like, so I have a lot of people who are like, um, yeah, I'm looking for Moliterno. It's from Sardinia. I've been there. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I could tell. Chill out. Like, a lot of people will come in and be like, do you have this cheese from this place? Like, I was just there last week. It's really funny. So it's it's a lot of fun um, being a sales, a cheese salesperson. That is so fun. I, uh, I'm a, so I don't know if you knew this, you probably do, but I'm a, I'm a candy salesperson and that's pretty fun. I feel like cheese would be up there right with that. Alcohol might addictive. be dangerous. What was that? They're both addictive. Super addictive. I know that with the cheese thing, gosh, it sounds so great. And you, it's funny. You're talking about the brainwash. I'm too, super bummed out that I never, you know, was never went there, but I, they told me someone had said that they had a laundry mat and it was a cafe and they had cheeseburgers and I just yeah. can't imagine, like, in, I, someone had said it was, like, a two-minute set. And it was a bunch of one-liners. I just can't imagine taking a big bite of a cheeseburger while somebody tells their nasty joke on stage. <laughs> I just, like, think that's freaking hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That place, like, I used to, I, like, I went to the Brainwash, um, like, there was probably, like, every week for three years. Um, there was a... Um, a open mic called the ladies room so it was like Ooh. just women comics basically um so we like i was there all the time for that and of course you know male comics could get up if they um like if you know if we had space for them kind of deal but uh it was <laughs> where i kind of really started comedy was the brainwash I'd say. I'm so bummed that I think I thought that that place would be around forever because I heard so many people talk about it. Yeah, I'm surprised you've never been it because like it, it they had tons it. of different kinds of open mics, especially when when did you move to San Francisco? What year about? 2013. Oh, okay. It was um, there. No, it, yeah. was, it was definitely there. There was some comedian friends. Oh, gosh, I want to say Tony Sparks. Yeah. Someone I'd, I'd seen oh, him used an open mic at REI. Does that sound Oh, right? yeah, I did that too. I met them there, and they would, they would talk about the brainwash. He was freaking yeah, hilarious. I, did, you, I, mean, I just did a show, I, or the last, last time I saw Tony Sparks was, was at the show at REI, I think. Me too. Yeah, he's a good, he's a, he's a good guy. He always, like, he's always, like, super flirty and, like, you know like smiley uh and all the ladies in, in a way that somehow somehow does not creep me me out <laughs> yeah there's something yeah he seems like a very gentle kind person um yeah one time like my very first time i was doing comedy there uh this is back when comedians used to refer to women comics as uh your next comedian is a woman oh, that's or awful. like or just like things like your next comedian's adorable, <laughs> um, just like or comedian, like. So one time I got off stage and he said to me, Tony uh, said, Spark said, girl, you got a body made for a black man. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> I just, like, what an entrance. Yeah, I was, like, like, just stared at it for a long time, and I was, like, um, well, I'm Latina, if that answers any of your questions. <laughs> Latina. <laughs> what? Like, and then I was just, like, walked away. But, that like, is so funny. But, of course, like, I was, like, you know, young feminist, and I was, like, no, my body was made for me. My body was made for no man. Um, which is also, like, how comedy happens in your head. It's that kind of, what I should have said was, um, which my life at the time in my early 20s in San Francisco was full of uh, what I should have said was things. <laughs> um, you know, all the cat calling and the whatnot. The cat calling. All the cat calling. Gosh. I had a guy stop by, one time I was walking from, I was walking home from work and it was like one in the morning and I was walking to the Tenderloin where I lived and um, this guy stopped in a car, like just stopped and pulled up alongside me and, you know, yelled something at me that I couldn't understand. Like, you know, Hey, uh, I want to fuck your, you know, face or whatever. And then I, I was like, whatever, screw you. Like, leave me alone. Something like that. And I put my, I like just flipped him off. And then he, he got really mad and he was like, you know what? You're kind of fat anyways. That's and, uh, and I was like, oh, like only kind of? Like, what's up? <laughs> and oh, then wow. he just like looked, he like looked really confused. And I was like, yeah, like where are you going? Like, what's going on? <laughs> wow. You know, as I lived in the TL as well, before I moved out to Bernal Heights in my place, um, you know, oh, I, I love the Tinderline. It was, it was cool. You know, I didn't, I didn't have anything against it. Oh, no, I lived in the Tenderloin twice. Twice? Um, wow. Mm-hmm. I lived, I've lived in, I lived in the Tenderloin, I I've moved about approximately ten times, I bet, in the ten years I lived there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, It was like Disneyland you know, for bars. It was like... Yes. It Did was you ever nuts. go to the castle? Yes. Yeah, so I lived right across from there. I was at 935 Geary Street, um... And that was right across the street. And Irving's Pizza and oh, Amsterdam yeah, Cafe was right there. And then you had Polk Street and, and uh, Nightcap. And Yeah, God, I lived right across no, the street from the Nightcap. There was no end to that. That was the funnest place to be in your 20s. I right. Felt like I'm not I, tr- yeah, I mean, like, to be, like, out of school. And I had so much fun. That was, that I, was yeah. Same. I, I, I probably lived there I lived there after I graduated from college um, and I lived right across the street from the nightcap and it was uh, that imagine. bar was so fucking ridiculous like it would always be like you know the same regulars so I loved it um, like really good introduction into San Francisco nightlife in a weird way <laughs> where like like the bartender would just keep me there because I was a normal person as opposed to like the scary. <laughs> like I always found that if I just went, like my friend and I, like I'd bring like you know my best girlfriend, um, who I who I went to high school with. She moved out after college to like San Francisco, um, and so we'd go out to the bars together, and we would just go to like really shitty dive bars where like, you know, just like those gross old men, like you know, like the 
the guy that's there every day, like starting at like 3 p.m. You know, yeah. so like we'd go to those bars and then we'd just make friend with the bartender, and then so we could get free drinks because we both worked like, you know, like Rasputin Records or some shit. So it's like no money. So we were like, okay, let's make friends with bartenders so they'll keep us here because they want two normies in the bar. Like very strategic, and then to the point where like we had a bar we could go to any night of the week that we had a bartender that would serve us free drinks. Gosh, that's so great. So I don't know how long ago it was that you went to Nightcap. I went there a couple years ago, and they had redone it. Unfortunately, I never went inside when before it had been redone. But they redid it, and I went there with some friends when they redid it. And it was like last call or whatever. And yeah. they had this Nightcap shot that was basically a nice way to say, get the fuck out of here. I thought it was a really – everyone has a kind of their last call – thing i feel like every bar has their last call thing but i feel like that was pretty that was pretty fun it was like get a shot here's a shot on us and get out of here i like that that was cool oh man I, super that's, that's super i'm with that like i mean you know now i'd be so with that because i don't have the same amount of time as i did to invest in making friends with bartenders at shitty bars <laughs> <laughs> um like yeah I, you know, but I remember they would give us jello shots there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like, they do it. Jello shots. Oh, my God. Um, also, like, whenever uh, my best friend and I would would go out to the bar, like, sometimes, like, some another friend would come with us and, um, you know, like, like, just like a random kind of new friend. And they would be like, hey, get me a free drink or, like, whatever. And I'd be like, fuck you. Where you? Get your own clout. Like... Like, I didn't fucking make friends with, like, eight different bartenders across this fucking town, put in the effort for you to come in here and start mooching off my free drinks. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, don't know. I was, I forget what part was. It was before this whole lockdown, and I was sitting at this bar, and this girl, actually, at the end of the bar, bought me a drink. And I was like, wow. When a girl buys a guy a drink, that's, that's very, I don't know. It felt really powerful. I was like, wow. She's a boss. You know what's funny is I do that often. I buy a lot of drinks for people, like um, you seem pretty like generous. stranger type people, like to just be generous or or like open a conversation. Not like I was actually saying, uh, talking to my friend the other day when we were talking about. Um, so she and I are both bisexual, and she was talking. We were talking about how hard it is to like date women, like in the sense of like. Um, meeting a woman at a bar, like, in dating them. Um, like, television shows make it look like, you know, women, gay women look at each other and just make an eye contact, and suddenly they're, like, fucking. <laughs> like, like that's in all the fucking, like, you know, lesbian rom-com. And I'm, like... <laughs> and I was, and it, I was saying, like, fuck, that pisses me off so much, because, like, the like, the only time I was ever in a bar and a woman... I was in a gay bar. It was a lesbian bar. Where? Um, which one? It was, uh... No real. The Lexington before it <gasps> shut down, obviously. Oh, the Lexington. I went there too. Having it's tall. Oh, yeah. I miss the Lexington. But I was in that bar. It's all. It was like a Friday night. It was all women, for the most part, or like it was. It was all queers for the most part. <laughs> and then this uh, person comes up to me and they're like, "Um, hey, can I ask you a question?" And I was like, "Like, okay, like." <laughs> 
like what's gonna happen and i was like oh okay and then they were like can you hand me that napkin Really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, here we go. And they like walked away. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> that was the experience I had with Lexington as well um, when I went there. But I also was born a man, so you can yeah, imagine how that you. went over. I never unless identified with being a man. Da- unless you're dating a man and you bring like, it's not for you. Yeah, so I didn't realize it. So I didn't realize that at first that it was. And I was just there, and I saw the pool table. So I don't even remember. They, I mean, it's long gone now, but there was a pool table right when you yep. walked by. You could see it right in front. So I was, yeah, I was with a friend. I was just like, oh, let's walk in. We didn't even put together that it was a, a bar, a, a lesbian bar, lesbian bar. I don't know. Were people nice to you, or like did people just stare you down until you left? Um, they stared me down until we left. Basically, both of us down. Nice. I mean. I was probably there staring you down too. <laughs> I mean, also too. I mean, I was, I was in a suit and shit. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. No, I, it's not what you're wearing. It's more about like, it's like, oh, uh, are you respected? Like, like, are you aware that this space is like, is cultivated, you know, to create safety for a certain group of people? And if you're not aware of that, you just think like you walked into like, um. I'm trying to think, like, what's it was pretty eerie. like Orbit yeah. Bar or what is it over on, like, oh, Orbit. Oh, wait a second, I know that. Is it bar? Yeah, there's like two bars right across the street from each other, and I used to go to those all the time. That's in, that's um, in Vernal Heights, isn't it? No, no, I'm talking about in uh, it's like on, it's on 16th, Orbit. I think, and like between like Guara. No, you're talking about another um, lesbian bar. I'm, well, I know I was. Uh, that's the Wild Side West. Oh yes. Okay, there we go. That's in Vernal. And then there's Aunt Charlie. That's... Don't worry, I know my lesbian bars. <laughs> so the Lexington is uh, it was on. Um, fuck. I can't Lexington. Even think of the it was now. on Lexington in like 18th or 19th. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was in the Mission. And. Um, it was prime Mission. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, so Wildfire West is where all, where the older, um, like, lesbians go, like, uh, originally, and Lexington was kind of the young spot, and then Aunt Charlie's is kind of, like, the dive. <laughs> like, yeah. Yikes. I, um, yeah, Wild West is such a great gem, uh, you know, in El Rio, and those are two lesbian bars, and like I said, I never knew that they were. Right, I right, right. Oh, yeah, so the, so El Rio and Wild West... Those were two bars that I walked in. I felt like I wasn't treated any differently. But you see me in the suit, you know. I just like yeah, I feel like I get like, I get taken I get mistaken as a basic bitch all the time in the suit. You know, I feel like that's but what it is. You yeah. kind of are though, don't you agree? Like, like own up to your basic bitchery. It's not a bad thing. Like, what do you? What basic. is that? Okay, so I'm trying to figure out what it what qualifies you as being a basic bitch. Um, it's, it's so many different things. It's Taylor Swift? Like, um, yeah. Or Taylor, like, just blaring Taylor Swift's new record out the, the, um, the car window with a mask on? Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's basic bitchery for sure, but it's not, it's not bad. It's, it's like, you know, like, you've got to own up, like, I, I definitely have my own basic bitchery things that I like, that that I do, um, or that I'm interested in, like, 
um, you know, my, my friend, she does Botox and I'm like, I've been interested in that. Like, what's, what's that about? Like, you know, I've just always been so naturally gorgeous that I've never considered anything like this, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I want to change a thing. I, yeah, I'm absolutely perfect. Um, but, <laughs> you know, just things like that where I'm like, you know, I've never done that. Like, uh, the kind of basic bitchery things, but I'm, I'm, you know, like, I don't need to hate. Are you getting your fake like, tan on? Um, no, because luckily, again, I'm Latina. So um, I only look white when I'm up here. But when I'm in Southern California, people, I'm very, very tan. Yeah. So I feel like when eventually, because I don't know if I'm a true basic bitch. Maybe everyone has that inside, but a little bit. But I was at this uh, Ocean Ale house. I don't know if you've been there. It's on Ocean Avenue. And, um, I that was, sounds like basic bitchery to me. Yeah, it was. But the thing was, so I'm walking in a suit and tie and whatever, and that's what puts me in the basic bitch category right off the bat. But then right. someone had, you know, they have a piano there, and I asked the owner, Miles, I asked him, I was like, hey, can I play a song on the piano? He's like, can you play? I'm like, dude, I could play. Yeah, I mean. What did I just fucking say, man? Yeah, so I played. So then, <laughs> so I got on the piano, and I started playing, I started singing too, and everyone, there's, Everyone was, everyone was like, some, this girl had came up to me after I'd played the song, and she's like, hey, what's your type? And I said, Whoa. and I said, Latina. Was she Latina? Yeah, well, she said she was taken. Oh, well, what the fuck, bitch? I'm sorry. No, I think she was trying to hook me up with a friend or something. But I mean, oh, you, you're thinking that this somebody, you know, that's walking into the suit and a tie is going to su- be super arrogant, you know, like piece of shit. I don't know. I mean, I get it, you know, and I've, I've I get it, that, I, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, I've, I've done that with my comedy. Um, it's why people used to call me adorable. Um, I, you know, I only, I, I pretty much wear dresses and I dress nicely. Um, I have a certain style. Um, and again, with the fact that I'm absolutely tragically gorgeous, really just, um, it really puts people off when they first see me. They think, who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> How is she going to make us laugh? And then um, I make most people regret they ever met me. <laughs> That's fun, though. I mean, like, if you know somebody is like, you know that this person, you don't want to hang out with them anyways, you might as well just, you know. Roast them? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know that about most people. Um, like, and usually, again, like, I think at the show I did with your your uh, place, um, you know, I I I love that show because I specifically was talking about how mad I was, like just I was in a bad mood, and how I wanted to to make everyone else feel like they were in a bad mood, you know, just like I wanted to be mean to people. But I in comedy, I'm, it's it's really hard. Like it's really hard for me to be actually mean to people in general. Like to um, you know, especially people I don't know, just like say something mean. So I always walked it backwards and I found myself doing that at your show where I would say something shitty and then just walk it all the way back <laughs> to a compliment. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I, I really en- enjoyed that. And I don't even remember, um, there was somebody that had a guitar or something that fell off the side in the middle. Oh, no, it was, yeah. It, it added to no. the suspense of everything. Um, and so since then, one of those railings, we thought it was guitars and we were all scared for a second. Yeah. So it was, um, it actually didn't make any sense how that happened. Um, 
it didn't even make sense because it there's no, no way one that was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, um, I what I did is I I changed it around. Well, so now I have it basically set up where I'm I'm only doing things in the daytime there now. Oh. Um, for now, I mean, I I got lights and everything on the roof, so maybe eventually in in the future. Um, I could do it, and people like the spotlight and everything will be up there on the roof. But I'm it's a great, it's a sick l- l- spot, and you know, like I like that you have the the upper platform for like music, um, and I think the lower platform works better for like uh, poetry, spoken crap, um, <laughs> talky people like got, myself. Yeah, so I got the neighbors in on it too. So I'm super lucky. I feel like that's like 99% of of why it works is because my neighbors are freaking awesome. Yeah. They're like, Latino. I mean, it's true. Yeah. I'm sorry? I, they're Latino. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. That's my thing. I mean, they, they know how to party. Wait, are you Latino? I'm not. Yeah, I think I am my heart. I'm part Selena. Yeah. I think everyone oh, kind of is. Definitely. I'm very much part Selena. Um, <laughs> I'm like, also, that's why I was like, when you said Latina, when you when, I was like, what? Like, are you just being like, I only date people like Latin people because I'm Latin? I was like, okay, cool, no, cool. No, right. no, I mean that, that was a total joke too. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe uh, yeah. this. And she's she's married now. Her actually, her name's Annette, and her um and her fiance just got married. So shout out to them for getting married. Nice. I know we're talking about getting married. Yeah, they got married. You are getting so married. I knew that she was with someone. But I think she wanted to set me up with someone, and that was that was what it was. That's what it was about. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. And um, yeah, I. Don't... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, don't worry. You're gonna, you're gonna, like, you'll meet the Latina of your dreams. Uh, She's out there somewhere. She, she. Some Selena reincarnated. Is. Yeah, I don't think. I'm, uh, Maybe that's too know, much. I was just kidding. Uh, I'm like. Okay, okay, hold on. Back off St. Selena. I'm just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't... I'm not... How, am I, think I might be older than you, I guess. Uh, Are you the year of the tiger? I am. Are you really? We're the same year? Holy shit. Oh, okay, good. Because I was going to say... Well, I was, I was just not sure when you... Because when you moved up here, um, time-wise, I like, wasn't sure where you were in college or blah, blah, blah. But... Yeah, I remember with the I remember when Selena died. Uh it was it was a bad day. <laughs> nineteen ninety five. March thirty first, nineteen ninety five. And everybody had um like tribute T shirts at school. Like I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember the nineties, how those like those like puff paint or like crayon shirts I, like, that um, people so- would get when some like memorial shirts? I we didn't have those at our school, but I definitely remember the day that she died. That was fucking crazy. It's not unreal, you know. I I feel like you know even Kurt, you know, the year before had had died, but I, you know, I was eight. I didn't care about. I mean, I didn't. I didn't care about it because like I didn't get it I never got until into after Nirvana. I was like, oh, this guy's music like kind of rips, and now he's not gonna make any more. Oh, like you know, I didn't really figure that out until I was like twelve. I think that, I think Nirvana might have been before my time, or something. Maybe I wasn't like, I remember it. it I remember my cousins. It really would have been. I mean, because my my parents and my sister had the album, had like his work, but I 
like I didn't I mean I was at the time I was like Lion King soundtrack you know why can't I think of one off the top of my head Pam do you know like a a Lion King uh, song I can't think of one right now what there's so many Matata that's a good one come on yeah there's so many I just for some reason I need to get slapped I haven't spent too much time alone oh Pam we also is Pam there say hi hi Pam hey and she Hello. said hi. Yeah, I'm sure you can hear her back. Um, yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're itching to do a set, we're I, doing on Fridays. Ahead. On Fridays, seven o'clock. Outside. outside oh, that you saw. You went to the unicorn. I still haven't been there. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. I wanted to shout out the unicorn. Yeah. Okay, what I can't believe say? you went to unicorn. I I I feel like I'm missing out not going to the unicorn in Oakland right now. Yeah. Like um. I like there was a there was a hiccup. I was actually going to be performing at the Unicorn, but um, a little bit of a hiccup. So I got to get back in and talk to the producer again, um, see what's going on. But well, let me know. I gosh, yeah, it's been yeah. forever. I know the whole world is. I can't believe Kombucha Fest was only a year ago. So when I did, I, I don't know if you feel know, like it was ten. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it was a long time ago. It seems like the whole world like changed and reset since then um but we're doing this tiki desk in the daytime i haven't had a comedian come by and do a set but um yet but i've been having these artists i'm actually going to be do um do a set myself this weekend at we're calling it tiki desk okay because you know i was doing house shows like the one that you had done you know yeah. at kombucha fest and then when this whole lockdown happened it seemed crazy to have more than 10 people at your place after yeah, that. that's so true. I had a yeah. band. I had a Chroma C, a local band, come over and play. And since you know, I had the neighbors on it too. The neighbors could go out in their backyard and listen to the music, which is really right. fun. And so, since there wasn't a bunch of people at my place, they're like, "Hey, could we set up on the tiki bar?" Right. And so then one of the you know people in the band was like, "This is tiki desk concerts." Oh like, yeah. That's it. I just that's it. Yeah. So I. Yeah, so I figured out the sound situation. The live streaming thing has really become a, a thing of the present now. <laughs> yeah, of course. So um, I'm actually surprised. I mean, like, even, um, I mean, you got 30, 40 people, you know, watching this live stream. Right. Like, well, that's more than you could put in some of these venues here, you know, in the city. So I was just like, wow. But, uh, well. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that I think it's, you know, a good way to do it. Like having a venue with no one at it, but because even still like being in a venue is a hard thing, like to find in a sense now, because, you know, before any bar or any place could be a venue and you could live stream too. I mean, I've done, I've been on a lot of shows or I've gone to and been on a lot of shows that are, that are live streamed. Um, you know, but yeah, it's like there's, you know, not like Oakland Unicorn found a little place because it's outside. So it's really hard to like find a good place right now that's, um, you know, follow CDC regulations and whatnot. I, and whatnot. You want to go to the Oakland Unicorn? I really want to go there. I haven't been there yet. Yeah, you should go. It's very, um, it's cute. Uh, people wear masks. Um, <laughs> It was a good, lively atmosphere when I got to go. Um, like, it, it's pretty... I'd say it's worth it. Yeah. 
I definitely, I, I was going to give a shout out to it before I, I forgot. So I'm glad Pam brought it up. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, that's the next place I'm going to be is Oakland Unicorn. Uh, I've had maybe about seven, eight artists come through Tiki Desk. And so eventually we're going to be doing an outdoor show at Golden Gate Park. So I'm looking at maybe September 19th. Wow. that together. But uh, we're doing the comedy here every Friday in front of the mutiny, in front of the station. Nice. It's been unbelievable. I mean, we've been having a lot of people just walk by, a lot of foot traffic, just people walking by that never, ever would have listened to a joke at Mutiny yeah. Radio if it wasn't for us being set up in the street. So it's been really cool. And th thank you to all that have donated as well. I mean, there's been a very generous people coming through here. So Nice. Yeah. That's uh -huh. awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to come down and check it out. Uh, you know, like, that sounds pretty freaking rad. Yeah, this has been so much freaking fun. Um, yeah, I mean, fun will be had. We will not, no one can stop the fun. It's just, um, I mean, I'm the candy man. <laughs> That's such a crazy thing to say. <laughs> I really am the candy man. That's what's crazy about it. It was so. I'm the cheese woman, I guess. The cheese woman, or the cheese. Yeah, the cheese that's woman, cheese royalty. Mm-hmm. There was somebody in a group of people that had come over. Barada, around. believe it. <laughs> that's what so funny. I told that. <laughs> All I, right. Yeah. Anyways, it was hilarious. There was some uh, a group of people that came over my place, and um, so I, you know, I'm a candy man, so I work for Seas Candies. Right. Well, I love candy, so bring some next time to the show. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of candy. Right. It's raining candies over here. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to come on over then. All right. I'll see you soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. That is Jennifer Drownski here, MutiRadio.fm. We got an open mic coming up here shortly. Holy shnikes. And we have... Some fun comedians coming up. It's going to be... <sighs> yeah. It's so fun. So we're going to have an open mic. We're going to have the outdoor comedy at 7 o'clock. Um, me, myself, going to be playing a little Tiki Desk concert this week. And I'm looking forward to it. And... Um, so tune in. I'll see you next week.
Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Uh, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why did we do this? Why, why are we <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch, and, uh, and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm just not, I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived, why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus or antibody to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19th, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old... He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care systems and community services. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um... What, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling. He was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch. And, uh... And uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm just not, I'm not moving it, you know? 
I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. One one five three four zero one nine seven six, and it does not spell anything. One one five three four zero one nine seven six. Go for it. Call in, guys. think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. 
So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, L W F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, two p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, five percent. Five yeah, percent right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show. 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh, uh, da, 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 da. let's watch full length. Oh, wait, let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, ya. See you next time. What's up, Oakland? Have you been missing out on live music and comedy? Remember Killer Dinners? Don't worry about a thing, because Soul Sausage Presents Pandementia has brought you the hottest, freshest, sexiest new beast in the Bay Area. The Oakland Unicorn Speakeasy Comedy and Dinner Club in Koreatown, Northgate. Featuring comedians from NBC, MTV, Comedy Central, Soul Sausage TV, and YouTube. Tickets and packages, showtimes, and information are all at oaklandunicorn.com. Sponsored by Soul Sausage, Retisk Electronics, and True Healing Collective. Grand opening weekend, August 6th through 9th. Featuring Kabir Singh and Xander Beltran. Tickets on sale now at oaklandunicorn.com. 
Hey, take a break from the social isolation and come out to All Jokes, the daytime outdoor comedy show at All Good Pizza in Bayview on Saturday, August 22nd at 3 p.m. Where Drea Myers hosts a super funny lineup of comedians. Grab some brick oven pizza and enjoy the show in an outdoor courtyard with plenty of room to be physically distanced. See you soon at All Good Pizza for this tremendous outdoor comedy show at 1605 Gerald Avenue in the Bayview. That's all jokes at Good Pizza with Drea Myers, Saturday, August 22nd at 3 p.m. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Italian, and we brought you Fascismus with Mussolini, and before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. 
go to antitrump.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hey you, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch, and, uh, and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't. I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends. Please, this is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing. Despite of their size, 
please, please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio. Go fund me and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. LSD, fap, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national...